feels like only a couple of days since we sang that song together up on 105th Street. We followed the myth, the story of our people, the founding story, that myth of human shame and how human shame and fear couple together to create hiding and that hiding is not good for us. It's natural, we do it. But that hiding fundamentally to hide is to remove ourselves from connection. We've been on quite a journey together over the last months. Since the beginning of Elul, where members of our community were tweeting out beautiful insights and messages about tshuva, about returning home. And then on that first night, we talked about hiding, and I think the question was, where do we hide? And maybe more importantly, lifting up that first human saying, it was a big deal to say, I'm hiding. It's like saying, hey, I'm hiding. And how hard that is, even that. We hide, but we don't even like, acknowledge it. And then we moved from the voice of the divine or the conscience voice that says, where are you? And the fear into making peace with our pieces. Not stitching it together forcefully, but holding our tears and tears. Holding them together long enough for them to possibly find a way to connect and to become held in a larger self, a larger heart, a larger space. I was talking with a woman named Arlene Walk. I mentioned her on the first day, people might remember, she's from Pittsburgh. And we had a chance to speak two days ago on the phone for a little while. And she said, Rabbi, we're still, we're in it. We're still, we're still suffering, we're still struggling, we're still, people think we've moved on, but we haven't yet. He said, I'm trying to pull it together. And so I said to her, you know, maybe don't try to pull it together. Maybe try to hold it together. Hold the both of them. They might not stitch right away, but just holding them. Yom Chua, the day of tears. The voice that says, peace comes through pieces. We have the voice of, powerful voice, of the children on the first day, the children that we have to attune ourselves to hear. And we inclined our ear also to hear our mother Chana and her cry. On the second day of Rosh Hashanah, we spoke about that, that snow that can't ever give us its riches unless we are willing to walk in it and make it imperfect. That that bush in which the ram that replaced Isaac, that bush that was the thicket in which it was caught was probably full of all kinds of thorns. And as Abraham put his hand in, he pulled out redemption, but not without a scrape or a scratch. And that the voice of freedom often brings with it its own scars that are worth it. We spoke last night about the imperative of now. 
from now on. The power of that promise, the promise not expecting that next week or a month from now, but just to be honest with ourselves tonight from now on. And I asked if you would go home and think about that. And I'm imagining maybe a couple of you did. I don't know. How many of you thought about it? I love how honest the people are who didn't even bother to put up their hands. <laughs> from now on, the voice of now. And all of this is of a piece. All of these voices, the voice of Jonah and his fear of life and death, the voice of the recorded voice of each and every one of our ancestors who is present with us, those records, those powerful auditory oral records. Each of those in some way, shape or form is begging from us Kolisha mata al talem oznecha. Kolisha mata al talem oznecha. You heard my voice. I know you heard my voice. Don't ignore me. In our tradition, there is no greater mistake than hearing something and then ignoring it, seeing something and then walking away. That's why Jonah incurs the wrath of God. You saw thousands of humans. Did you help? You saw your friend needed a phone call. Did you call? The voice inside of us that's saying, stop, stop. Just stop for a minute. Let me catch my breath. We are the people of the ear. The call of our people is not see, but listen. Listen. It shamati bagan vaira. I was afraid I heard it, but it scared me, so I, I put my earplugs in. I drowned it out. For some of us, having our ears always open can be overwhelming. You can feel as though I don't even have a chance to tune it out ever. Is that a sin? No. When we get overwhelmed, we need to shut down. But koli shamata, alta'alem oznecha, don't have your ear ignore. Don't have your ear pass by. One of my favorite, maybe some of you have this too, my favorite uh, kids' children's book, it's The Giving Tree. Anybody hear of that book? <laughs> you know that it's unanimous, if you look this up on the web, it's unanimous. There is no human that ever doesn't cry when they read that book. <laughs> it's impossible. You get to the last page and the tree's got nothing left. And the old man is sitting on the stump. We wonder why it's so sad. Why does it get all of us? Like a mini Yom Kippur, whenever you read it. 
The tree was there to give and to give and to give. And the only thing the tree wanted in return was for the boy to be happy. The tree was willing to give everything it had, including itself, for the boy. And as we flip through the pages, we flip through a story of our headlong race for more. More of the things that we don't need more of. More of the things that we think we need, but we really don't. And if Yom Kippur could scream to us, if Yom Kippur had a voice, it would say to us, when you leave here tonight, you'll forget everything. You'll forget the feeling of how everything is so tenuous and so fragile. Our piano player, Jerry Corman, Ariel's dad, and Rabbi Mir's husband's father fainted, he's fine. But Jerry's not here because we're praying for his dad who's okay, but he, he fainted. At the end of the service, Jerry came over and he started crying. Like that. Just like that. I Baruch Hashem, thank God, I'm in a profession where I can't forget that for very long. It comes at me every week, every month. And I get tired and you all get tired. The news cycle is crazy. And before we know it, the gaslight is flickering. And we're on Amazon. <laughs> I'm under no illusion here. I'm never under this illusion that anything that I say to any of you or that anything that is said is so profoundly life-transforming that from tonight on, never again. But think of all the gifts that we are given constantly from our mother, the earth. All the things that we take for granted in the present moment right now. This oxygen that we breathe. The assumption that this building will stay where it is. We're safe for now, but the earth is giving and giving. And we're consuming and consuming and consuming. We say we care for our children, but the world we leave them and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren belies that. We don't want to stop. And then what happens, everyone? We stop. Tell me the truth. Isn't it amazing to sit here and sing together? In this moment right now, are you worried that you don't have enough something in this moment? I worry in this moment about enough love. Am I giving enough love? Have I told my parents enough how thankful I am? 
Do I appreciate my wife and my kids? Do I walk in the world the way this feels tonight? We're about to begin the Elah. And the image of the Elah is of gates closing and of people clamoring for the gates before they close. Don't close them yet, don't close them. I'm here, don't close them. One more prayer, one more moment, one more. Let me get it in. The word ni'ilah also means and is connected to the word na'alayim, shoes. When Moses stood at the burning bush recognizing that the moment, the place that he was, was holy. He was told, shal na'alecha me'araglecha, remove your shoes from your feet. Because you stand on holy ground. We have stood together and sat and stood and sat and stood <laughs> together for a day and for nine more. And God willing, we will be standing together for many, many more. But this in Ilah. This invitation now is to take off anything that blocks you from experiencing the miracle of this moment. The future calls, but doesn't it always? The giving tree, this beautiful giving tree, giving her gifts to us throughout this day. And this moment. Where, where we awaken our hearts and say, God, let me live like this if I could. Let all of the fear and all of the hiding, let it pass through me. Give me the courage to stand, to listen, to acknowledge, to be grateful, to fight for, and to love more fiercely. May God bless us to awaken our voices tonight, this year, and in years to come, inclining our ears and not turning away.